Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around. Providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today. From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. Thanks for tuning in. It is Tuesday, January the 29th, 2019. I appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. We have a great show for you tonight. We have Miss Georgia Woodmine, who is a transformation coach, uh, who's going to come in and talk to us about living our best life. Um, that's a big, big topic here on the show this whole 2019. Uh, it's not just a song, but we're really trying to learn how to get rid of hang-ups, move forward, and walk in our divine purpose and live our best lives. So um, later on in the show, we have Georgia Woodbine, who's going to be on the show talking about ways that we can create the life that we love. Um, And coming up next, we have the chat with my girl Shanika Bell of On Point with Shanika Bell. We're going to talk about a lot of things that are in the headlines. You know, I was watching – um, my Facebook feed today and saw that Jesse Smollett was attacked early this morning. Um, they said it was a hate crime by, um, I think they're called um, it's the Make America Great Again, MAGA, whatever, Trump supporters. So um, we're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to talk about the B. Smith situation with the husband taking on, you know, a girlfriend in the house while, you know, B. Smith, who some people call the black Martha Stewart, you know, six years ago, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And, you know, her husband's very, very public and very open about, he took a girlfriend. And, he's, you know, she has a room in the house. She comes, she takes care of B. And, you know, it seems to be one big happy family. But fans are a little bit upset about that. So we're going to talk about that when my girl comes on during the chat, as well as a few other things going on with Terry Crews and D.L. Hughley. But we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to have Shanika here in the studio. You're listening to Let's Face It. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... ...is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. The odds of becoming a signed artist and having four number one albums. One in 100 million. 
the odds of going on to win seven Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. If you're a single man under the age of 35, you'd probably like to know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream Mr. Right? Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Trace. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are in the studio uh, with my girl, Miss Shanika Bell, from On Point with Shanika Bell. Welcome to the show, Shanika. Thank you. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Absolutely. So show for having before. me. No problem, of course. Of course. So, you know, most most people know who Shanika Bell is. But for the few people on the earth who do not know who Shanika Bell is, tell us about you and your show on point with Shanika Bell. What do we what can we um look forward to this season? I know you are on hiatus planning your your next season. But what can we look forward to? Okay, so actually, um as Will stated, the name of my show is On Point with Shanika Bell, and basically I um, reach out to people in the community that I feel are making a difference in the community. And that can be a person that is an author, that could be a person that um, just basically has a story to, de- to tell that will make a difference in someone else's life, that could be um, a person who is advocating for a cause, someone who may have um, have had a story from um, trial to triumph. Um, so I'm just looking for those people in the community, those leaders, if you will, in the community um, that can kind of bridge a gap um, between the celebrity um, role models and the community role models because so often I think that the community role models are overshadowed by the celebrity role models and then people don't recognize that these that there's these people that live right in your neighborhood, right next door to you, right across the street from you, right. that can help make a difference in your life, and you don't have to go that far to find them. Exactly. So, and for season exactly. three, um, yeah, so for season three coming up um, in March, season three will start in March, so I will be um, definitely, I'm, I'm looking to interview authors, um, black-owned businesses, um, and, and I'm also wanting to add some um, leaders who have gone from trial to triumph. So that's who I'm looking to fill my um, my my um, slots with for season three. All right. So you said in March. All right. So yes. and that comes on what Thursdays at seven, um, th- right? Yes, Thursdays at seven. All right, all right. So we're looking forward to that. Well, you know what? A lot of people are talking about the situation with B. Smith and her husband, um, Dan. Um, you know, she has Alzheimer's. She was diagnosed with Alzheimer's six years ago. And, you know, Alzheimer's is that disease that you slowly basically lose who you are. And and that's what the husband had basically been saying. 
that um, basically he's watching her, you know, deteriorate in front of his eyes. But he's posted on Facebook, I think last month, a picture with him and his 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 girlfriend. And she has a room in the house, and there was a video posted, a small snippet of them in the house, and they're all together. And the, and the girlfriend's, you know, helping take care of B. you know, I guess she's also a caretaker for her. But a lot of people right. are upset with it, saying that, you know, when you get take your vows, it's for better, for worse, it's for, rich, you know, sickness and health. Right. And, you know, they're kind of upset with him for basically – even though she, I'm sure she does not know what's going what's going on. They're upset well, with him you know, for basically. I, Go ahead. I, well, okay, yeah. Well, I was going to say I did read. I read. I read up on it a little bit today, and um, and mm. I read that his his daughter, because it's not her daughter, it's his daughter, has moved into the home as well, and she helps take mm-hmm. care of the on a day to day basis. And I'm and and of course no. B does not realize that she doesn't know who this person is. She just thinks that she's a friend. But my whole take on it is it doesn't matter if she knows or if she doesn't know who this person is. He knows. And at the end of the day, to me, it's 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 it, it, even if you choose to have a a female friend, and if there's uh, people who are in your camp or in your you know your close family friends who have given their blessing on this and they understand where you're coming from, I still don't feel that this person needs to be seen at this point because um, I I just feel that, you know, she needs to stay in Manhattan and you need to go visit her in Manhattan or she needs to, you need to get a place, whatever, whatever. But I don't feel like she needs to be in the home with your wife and your daughter because at the end of the day, you're still not divorced from her. And even though B may not know, you know. And, my mm-hmm. thing, and then my other thing is, if if he and B were divorced, would his would if he started to if he dated this woman to, and ended up being his wife, would they be friends? Would B with his the ex wife and his new wife be friends? Okay. Okay, I, th- that's true. That's true. Well, okay, so let me ask you this then. In that type of situation, because he said that, you know, it's it's a lot, basically taking care of someone that you shared a lot with and then seeing them deteriorate and knowing that you'll never have that um, that connection with them again. And he's just like, basically, he's dwindling away, and he's losing his life as well. What, is, that, is, is he supposed to, do you, do you think he should just, Sit basically and wait for her to completely demise before. Well, I mean, and then you no, know, if, I, he, if I he moves I, on, if, no, if he moves on, no, too no, quickly, what I was going to say was, okay, so what I was going to say is this, and this is, and it's funny because my my friend and I was having the same discussion earlier. Now, granted, okay, it, it would be okay. What if she was in her right state of mind and she was just mm-hmm. um, confined to a bed? Mm-hmm. Would he take on the same mind? Would he have the same mindset? I mean, or would he would he then still move this woman into her home because the, his wife is confined to a bed, but she's in her right state of mind? No. Okay. So, if you're saying no, then the, to me, then the reason why you're doing that is because she doesn't know the difference. She doesn't know. 
And then, and at that point, to me, you're taking advantage. Because if that's the case and you feel overwhelmed by all of this, then get a get a because your daughter is there helping you take care of her. So that has relieved you of some of your duties. And then get a a, a home health nurse to come in as well. But I just feel like even what I'm saying is even if that was what he was going to do is have a person on the side, it didn't it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that you had to post about it. It doesn't mean that yeah. you had to yeah. bring her out and let everybody know, oh, I'm, oh I'm, I'm living my best life and I'm happy or whatever the case may be. It doesn't mean that because I still feel like you owe it to your wife mm-hmm. in her right state of mind or not. You owe it to her. You just owe her that that respect. Mm-hmm. You just owe it to her. And even if and even if I you remember. do move on, okay, go ahead and move on. But don't bring her in my face, whether I realize who she is or not. Okay. Now, suppose because I remember when they went on a media thing when she was well, and they said that they announced that she had um, Alzheimer's. So what do you what do you what do you feel if perhaps they had this conversation? Because I'm sure they knew it would come. What do you, what about if they had this conversation that you know she knew there would be one day when she wouldn't recognize him and you know she wanted him to be happy blah 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 blah. Well, well I mean I feel like I feel like if that was a conversation that was that was had they had that conversation then I would think that he would have said that like we 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 went into detail uh, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know what I'm like we went into detail I would even think that maybe like before she even went maybe she would have even written it out so that it could be like mm-hmm. if that time came that it could actually be read out loud and then it was in her writing somebody could confirm it or whatever that he's not just being just negligent in his thinking or in his behavior Conduct, yeah Right. So, I mean, I just still think that there was ways to go about it so that he still wouldn't end up looking like the bad guy, you know, or whatever. I just think mm-hmm. that there was still a better way to handle it. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I agree. I think that him coming out and posting the picture that he's happy, blah, 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 I thought that was a little insensitive, not only to her, even though she doesn't know it, but the people who care about her. Because, you know, regardless of whether it's our business, officially our business or not, you know, she had fans who cared about her. So it appears that he's being um, insensitive, that he's being negligent, and then there's leaving a lot open for suspicion. Um, I would have, like you said, kept that personal, you know, right. not personal that you had to sneak around, but not putting it on social media, um, right. bragging that you blah, 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 blah. I remember when I was on dialysis and I was in a relationship for six years. I was on dialysis and the person – that I was with care for me, even though there were times during that relationship when we wanted to call it quits. You know, I appreciate the fact that they stayed with me through that. Um, right. And so I understand that his, you know, his, his situation where he didn't leave her, it's not like he left her. You know, I heard stories where people had Alzheimer's and then they divorced the other person, you know, and they had to go live with family. So I commend him on staying committed to that relationship. I just wish he would have handled that situation with bringing her out a little bit better. I really right. That. I mean, I I do too. I do too. Because even and then I mean, and it's almost like even again, like even though <clears throat> she um, B looks at this person as a friend, and she still, you know, she still engages with her, and she still engages with all of them, but she doesn't recognize who they are. But I still feel right. like you, her husband. You still, you are still in your right frame of mind. You know exactly mm-hmm. what's going on. 
And still, and even if this woman is being kind to your wife, because that's exactly who she is, even if she is being kind to her, it does not give you the right to just bring her into this space. It, it just, to me, it just doesn't give her the right to do that. And then when I, you know, when I read over the, when I was reading it, um, he happened to be in the bar, how they met, like he was in a bar, he was talking to a friend, she overheard him talking to the friend, and she came over and slipped him his slipped him her phone number and told him what? if he ever needed to talk to yeah, if he ever needed to talk to because she oh. said that she felt like she heard that tone before because she I think she had was recently divorced. She had three children. So she heard like she it's like she had that sense that she yeah. like she felt his sense of whatever he was going through, like she felt that before. And so then I guess, you know, he reached out to her and then it proceeded on from there. But then she said, well, I didn't want to um, date a married man. And then he invited her to have dinner with him and B. And then so when she met her, she was like, well, he isn't really cheating. This man isn't cheating on his wife. Because I guess she felt like, you know she's 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 going she's in a state of you know of all Alzheimer's, and so he's not cheating, but he is cheating because in, unless he's divorced, and whether she's in her right state of mind or not, he's still married to her. And again, if she was still in her right state of mind but confined to a bed, would you still would your would your actions still be the same? Okay, okay, now that, that brings up another point. Now, suppose you're in one of those situations where you're in that coma, that, that coma, and, you know, you're still married, you're not divorced. Would you, be, would you still feel that way? If I was in a coma, and would I still feel that way if my husband went on and married somebody else? Well, well I mean, you couldn't marry because y'all was still married. This is how I feel. There's still a life insurance policy involved. So if there is a life insurance policy involved, he's gonna he's going to only do so much. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he's not he's not going to marry her. He's not probably going to divorce. He's not going to divorce. B. He's so he's he's you know what I'm saying. So he can do what he's doing. And although there's a very fine line, he can still do what he's doing. And when she passes on still take take you know give take full advantage of her life insurance policy and that that exactly. that's with any regular person so even if it if mm-hmm. that was me and I was in a coma and even if my even if my spouse decided that he was going to have a girlfriend on the side but I feel like my the, your first priority is me your your first priority should not be trying to take care of your Girlfriend. Your desires while I'm in a coma. Okay. All right. And I mean, uh, and then, I mean, and then I still yeah. think that, like, how long are we talking? Because no, I and I, you know, but I think that those that those are conversations that people need to have. Because if you're you're talking years in a coma, like I just think to me that's just. I mean, and I, you know, you you've seen the stories of people being in comas for, you know, five six years or whatever, and then they come out of the comas. And then they wake up, right, exactly. Right, right, but I mean, that's a risk that you have to take. So it's just like how long do you do, would you want to be on life support before you you say, okay, look, after six months, if I have not come out of this coma, just pull the plug. 
after a year, please wait a year. And then sometimes you don't have that option based on your your insurance plan. Your insurance, and, exactly. Right, exactly. So you're right. Okay, so let's move. You know, Jesse Smollett from Empire um, was attacked this morning. Coming, out, he was in Chicago, coming out of a restaurant. He said two um, white guys um, said basically one of them said, "Ain't you that faggot from Empire?" nigger or something like that. And right. they they hit him in the face, they beat him and then poured bleach on him. And then one of them um yelled that it was what is it? Um mega or make a, make America great again is mega country and tried to wrap a rope around, basically a noose around his neck. Um you know, he was hospitalized there the police are reviewing um, surveillance tapes, but they haven't made any arrests yet. Um, and then they also said that there was a letter that was sent to him at the Fox station that threatened death upon him and called him a black fag shortly before the attack, a couple um, days before the attack. Um, and since then, the cast basically they've gotten armed security for them right now. But, you know, this he was in the hospital for a while. He's since been released as a broken rib. Um, and he's kind of, he's a little shaken up. And I just want you to know this was a targeted attack because he's number one black, because he's number one gay, number two gay. What what do you think is, is this all the the political climate, the the country's climate that's escalating as far as racism, as far as um, homophobia? It just seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse. And, and, you know, and, and, a lot of people yes, are pointing, I, I, saying this. The president and things he said that's exciting, but I don't know if it's all his fault. What do you, what do you, what do you say? Well, I mean, well, I did also read an article, and they were saying that right now they 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 were saying. Well, when I was reading it, they were saying that they weren't for sure if it was. Um, they could only say that that the the homophobic homophobic slurs were being yelled because then I read that the guys had on ski masks. So and they and and that they were saying that they didn't I don't know he didn't report that the guys were actually saying this is the mega mega country or whatever but he did say that they were saying the homophobic slurs so so I, it, it's two different it's like two different stories out there so I'm not really for sure about the mega mm. part but definitely about the homophobic part but the climate is I mean the the, the climate right now is very. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a very scary climate. It's a very negative climate too, um, and I just think that everybody just needs to be aware. Everybody just needs to be mm-hmm. aware of everything that's going on around them. And um, <clears throat> I don't necessarily know that you know if if um, I don't, I don't necessarily know if being aggressive about things that are happening around you is always the best answer either. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, I always say, you know, try to walk away if you can. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. You know, I, the, the climate is, is very scary. It almost makes you want to stay home. You really don't know what people's motives are when you go out, or what people are thinking. I was ask and then, you that. yeah. And I, you know, and I always get, and I, and I don't know why it always surprises me, and I don't know necessarily know that it surprises me. Or that I'm just grateful, or not, and I don't even really know if it's it, not grateful, but 
I guess maybe, um, okay, so if I'm out and, and somebody of a different race, like, actually holds the door open or, you know, and I'm just like, okay, everybody is not, everybody's not racist, everybody's not mean, everybody's not, you know, and it, it just keeps me on that, on that, like, because, you know, different situations and the news will have you thinking everybody's racist, everybody, everybody just has right, something going right. on, you know, and you just, you just got to look out for everybody, so when people are actually being kind and they're opening up a door and they say, you know, somebody's saying, how are you, how are you doing, or, you know, whatever, of a different race, you know, I'm, I'm like, okay. Okay, so I, it makes me have to, like, rethink things and not think that everybody is out to get me or everybody's racist or everybody's against black people or, you know, so. Do you find yourself when you're going out, do you find yourself when you go out being more cautious or noticing a little bit more aggressive behavior? I, I, one 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 day I was going downtown. I was going down Laskin Road in Virginia Beach, and it was one of those things where they have like the stone paths in the street. It was a little street where shops, and they had a little pedestrian crossing. And the guy it was a Caucasian guy. He just walked out. You know, I know that when you see those, you slow down if you see people walking towards it. But he just, I guess, walked out into the street, and then he stopped and stared at me and looked at me like he wanted to jump in the car and slice my throat. And I was like. That was a little aggressive for what happened. But I just remember how it was like, and he said something. My window was up. My music was on. So he was saying something and then just looked at me, but he stared at me as he was walking across the street. And I was like, what was all that about? And the first thing that came to my mind was like Trump, because to me it's like he's giving a lot of people the the authority that it's okay to be aggressive. Um, He's giving the it's okay to be um, rude. And to threaten people, he said when he was when he was doing his rally, um, that it was okay to go in and punch people and do things like that. Right, so I right, a lot, right. A lot of things have just created a very hostile environment. Yeah, but you know, yeah. We're, we're I mean, I do. I think I do find myself being a little bit more aware, and I I try not to make things out to be about race, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's almost like, okay, like, I don't, you know, and I, that's, that's, I try not to let that be my go-to. Like, okay, was that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't, because I don't want that to be what it is. I don't want that yeah. to be what it is. So I just, so I just try to almost diffuse it. But then when it's just kind of almost blatant, then you just can't help it. And then people always are like, why do you all always pull the race car? And it's like, no, it's not about pulling the race car. But, I mean, come on, like, when it's blatant. When it's really blatant, you can't, you can't, you can't help it. You can't like, help it. You can't help it. Sometimes, do it. okay, right. It's, and then sometimes, okay, like if you do, if you just take out, if you just say, okay, well, let's not even look at color. Let's not even look at color. Okay, do you think that it's right that this particular thing happened? Because we all know, okay, it, it can all be about, okay, color is, color is, it's inevitable. It's going to be about color. Somebody's going to be white. Somebody's going to be black. Somebody's going to be Asian. Somebody's going to be, you know, okay, we all are of some type of race and nationality or whatever. We right. all are. We all know that it's going to deal with somebody's race. Okay, we know that. Right. But if you take that out of it and say that that particular situation, was that right? You know, we just deal with, with right and wrong. No. So, so. 
You know, right, and, you know, you know, and we don't. I mean, you know, and, and as much as sometimes I try to not make it about race, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's, what it, that's what it comes back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad. It's very sad. But, you know, um, I, think, I, think we have, I think we have time for just one more quick one. Um, I just want to know, where's your girl Wendy at? It's been like you know, this, is, this is going on no a month. Yes, yeah. she, a couple of a couple of weeks ago. Well, co- yeah, a couple, well, last week I think. I know that um, Don Lemon hosted her show. I think twice, and then he, yeah, uh-huh. he made an announcement that she was going to be returning. And then after that, they said that she was she extended her leave. And leave then again, it, it was, right? Right, and then everything with her husband, and then supposedly his mistress. And then her shoulder, but I just honestly, I'm just, I just because you know at one time she did say that she was, she had a problem with drugs, and it's just a part right. of me to just think that she's just she's having an issue with drugs. It's just mm-hmm. a part of me to think well, you know that. What? Yeah, that's circulating around that she. Well, they're saying self-medicating, but her mom, her mother-in-law, which has to be well, yes, yeah, Kevin Hunter, which is her husband, um, his mother went on and she was talking to um, some tabloid and she said that she's witnessed um, Wendy Williams suffer domestic abuse at the hands of her son. And she said she saw Kevin choking out Wendy. Um, and, you oh know, that's, I don't know what the relationship is between her and her son, but, you know, that's a pretty valid source. That's coming from inside the family. So, you right. know, and, you know they, they say that he's been on the set telling people and threatening people not to mention anything or to stay quiet about, um, you know, things that happen at the studio, perhaps between him and Wendy, arguments, whatever. So there's some strong allegations, and she's still gone. And this is kind of ironic from a person who, you know, her whole story is built on talking about other people, their their issues and their drama issues and right. you know, fortune. Right, right. This is not the first time about him and the, the, the alleged mistress. This is not the first yeah. time that anything has come out about her. Yeah. So, um, stay tuned. I don't know, but they I wish her well, and, you know, hopefully she'll make a return to the show, and everything yeah. will be good with her, but I don't know. She Hopefully we'll she'll, get, she'll get the help that she needs. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shanika, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting it up with me. I appreciate it. Um, Looking forward to the next season of On Point with Shanika Bell coming up in March. So thank you again. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right. All right. Bye-bye. So coming up. Bye-bye. Coming up, we have Miss Georgia Woodbine coming in. She is a transformation coach. She's going to talk to us about how to create the life that we love. She is um, a change agent. She's an author, a lifestyle transformation coach, and she is a public speaker. Um, She's going to basically talk to us about how to live our full potential, our best life, how to get rid of those negative thoughts that, you know, we have that hold us back, and how that we can reach those goals that we want. Um, So after this quick break, we're going to be back with Miss Georgia Woodbine. We'll be right back. You can listen to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We'll be right back. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. 
While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. Touch DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. You are now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. We're in the studio now with our special guest for the evening. Again, she is a life transformation coach. Please help me welcome to the show, Ms. Georgia Woodbine. Welcome to the show. Hello, Will. Thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you great. I can hear you great. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show and helping us the whole season of this show. Um, we are devoting to living our best life. So we're excited to have you on to talk about living the life that we love. Um, we, we can go ahead and get started with, you know, how important is it that you say that, you know, mindset is in changing your lifestyle? Because a lot of times um, I did a class at the beginning of the year talking about, you know, mm-hmm. your vision boards. And to to create the life that you want, there has to be a changing of the mind. You can't do the same things and think the same way that you did last year and expect a different a different result. So how important would you say that mindset aspect is for changing your lifestyle? Well, first of all, Will, I want to thank you for having me on your show. I think what you're doing is no awesome, um, informing mm-hmm. people, you know, motivating them, empowering them. Um, as far as mindset concern, it's you have to take control of your life begins with your mindset, as you said, because you can't change mm-hmm. what you don't confront. If you don't confront something, then how in the world are you going to look at it and say, okay, this is something in my life I need to change? When you when challenge mm-hmm. yourself to do something that you think is impossible, it's like you push yourself past your preconceived notions of limitations that you have. So they always say that once you set a goal, you put something in your mind and you say, this is something that I want to achieve. It starts with the mind saying, I believe I can achieve it. Because if you have that negative voice in your head that's saying, you know what, I'm never going to be this, I'm never going to have this, I'm never going to do this, then guess what? That's exactly the results you're going to get. That's what you're going to the reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, I have posted yeah, it's a... very important. Go ahead. No, yeah. No, go ahead. So... That, that's a hard part for people to do. And I think a lot of people miss their mark and miss their goals because changing the mind, um, getting the, your, your mind to align with your vision, your goals is a really difficult thing. Because like you said, you have that negative self-talk that's always in the back of your head, um, reminding you of your past. Like you said, when you, a part of your mission is to help people get past those, those negative thoughts that hold us back. So can you share some of your tips 
on how people can Absolutely. can change their mindset? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things you can do. And, well, you know, it first starts with your time, you know, managing your time, because you can't say you want to achieve this type of success if you don't set aside time and figure out where you're losing time and where you need to maximize time. So I always talk about the 168 hours in the week because most people don't even look at it that way. They're like, what? I never have time. You know, people complain. (laughs) They're like, I don't have time. I just don't have time. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. But if you you really were to dissect your time and look at how many hours you, you have in the week, 168 hours is a lot of hours in a week. It, it really is. is. When you look at it like that, it is, yeah. So, you know, really looking at your time differently and saying, okay, what am I losing time doing? Am I losing time on social media? Am I losing time with mindless chatter on the phone? Am I losing time sitting at my computer doing research? What am I losing time doing? Because you have to, there's only 24 hours in a day. There's only 24. Mm-hmm. You can't make more hours in a day. That's all we have to work with. So you really have to start looking at what you're doing with your time and who you're spending your time with. Because if you want to make positive change in your life and you're spending a lot of your time with people that are bringing negativity into your life, then it's really hard for you to refocus. So you have Mm -hmm. to look at your circle. I call it your circle of five. Look at the five people that's closest to you and look at what kind of energy they're pouring into your life. Mm. I like that, the five people. Because they're really a direct reflection of who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely it does. I'm I'm writing this down. Look at the five people, the energy. Yeah, the five people. The five people in your circle. And then just... Look at it as, is this person bringing positive energy into my life or are they bringing negative energy? And you know what? Well, okay. unfortunately, sometimes it's people close to us. Sometimes it's family members. Sometimes it's friends. Sometimes it's people that's very close knit to you. And some people you just can't get rid of, right? Especially if it's family. Right, exactly. But what I'm saying exactly. is that you just have to look at how much of your time are you willing to allow, allow people to monopolize because – I think that one of the things in life that eliminates a lot of stress is the two magic letters, and that's N and O. No, I can't no. do it. No, oh, my God. <laughs> but they won't like is, us. They'll be mad with us. I, you, know, yeah. you know what, though? You can't. See, that's part of the reason why we we are so overwhelmed that we can't focus and we can't achieve our goals is because we're so worried about what other people think. What are they going to think if I don't do this? What are they going to think if I don't do that? And you have to get that out of your head because you're never going to get to the level of your highest potential by worrying about what other people think about you. You can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so a part of your story, I know that you you really transformed your life health-wise as far as getting your physical self in shape. So tell us a little bit about, your story, your backstory on that, and then what can we do? Because a part of my, my, my 2019 is I want to live a healthier lifestyle. I, I was diagnosed with diabetes in October, type 2. So that's definitely mm-hmm. something that I want to take control of in 2019. What are some tips on how we can start living a healthier lifestyle? And then a, a little bit about your story. Yes, definitely. Well, 
my my whole journey with my health started out with me dealing with some female health issues. I had fibroids; they were really bad. I the thing was I kept pacifying the problem, and sometimes you know when your body. One of the things I talk about in my book, Total BS, is that pay attention to the the signals that your body is sending you because you know when you're not well, you know when something is off, you can feel it. So a lot of times people will put it on the rug and say, you know what, I'm fine, you know, this is fine. And that's what happened to me with the fibroids. You know, I'm healthy, I eat healthy, but I had this issue that I needed to confront. And my doctor kept saying, you know, you need to do the surgery, you need to do the surgery. And I kept putting like a pacifier on it because, you know, a lot of people sometimes are afraid of going under the knife. So it's like if I don't really have to do it, I won't do it. And then I remember I went to the city to meet some friends. And I remember I'm at this event, and, you know, everybody's talking and socializing, and then all of a sudden, everything starts to sound like it's far away. Like, the voices become far away, the music, everything sounds like it's just blog and slow motion, and and I fainted. And that was my oh, wow. fall where it was, yeah, I fainted, I just passed out, and I ended up in the hospital, and they told me, you know, you really, you're dehydrated, you have to take care of this problem. And, you know, I had to make that decision, and I did do the surgery, and it's the best decision I ever made. And I think one of the things that I really want to to share with this whole awareness level of, of being fit and staying on top of your health is to check yourself out. You know, if you know something's not right, stop putting it off because what happens is Mm -hmm. if we ignore the signals that our body is sending us, we're just making it worse by ignoring it. You know? Right. So that was my big wake-up call where I said, you know what? I really have to do the surgery. And I was just not taking it seriously. And one of the things that I do, that some of the signals that I was having with the low iron was that my fingernails were like white all the time. There was like no blood circulating through my fingernails. I was craving for ice all the time. I mean, I would go through like a case of 24 bottles of of water in a day. That's how much I would just, I didn't want to eat anything else. Just ice. Yeah. So those are some of the symptoms that I was having with the, the low iron and not even realizing that I was deficient in iron and not knowing, like, okay, why am I craving ice or why am I tired all the time? Those are just a few symptoms I was having. You know, I was just always weak and tired, and it didn't matter, like, if I worked out at the gym. I was just, like, always tired. So these are just Mm. some of the things for women to definitely pay attention to and and talk to your doctor about. Hmm. And this whole ordeal helped you inspired you basically to get into, like you said, the best shape of your life, and not just physically, but you also say mentally um, and spiritually. So I want to know, you know, you said that you have, there are tips that you can share with us about um, some self-discipline tips. I know you said you've tried meditation. I've tried meditation, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know what is going on. So I think too much is on my mind because I get through maybe 20 seconds and then my mind is wandering. I just I can't grasp what meditation is or how to do it. Um, well, what are some other things that? Well, meditation. I'm just going to um, respond to what you said about the meditation. So meditation. Well, you don't have to think about anything when you're meditating. So part of part of the the uh, getting the results of meditation is to quiet your mind. So you don't just try to. Sometimes you may have to use an aid. Maybe it may be like 
jazz music or classical music mm-hmm. or soundscape, just something to kind of get you in that relaxation type of mode and to just like don't think about anything. That's part of meditation. Mm-hmm. Let your mind wander. Don't worry about where it's going. Just try to focus on and concentrate on your breathing. That should be your job when you're meditating. Not worrying about what am I going to uh, focus on? What am I going to visualize? What am I going to just just focus on your breathing and you take deep breaths and you breathe in, you inhale and you exhale and you do it like three or four times slowly and just allow yourself to just enter that state of not not controlling your thoughts because that's really what meditation is about it's not being in control of your thoughts and when you enter meditation you can't go in with the idea that i'm gonna be in control of whatever it is i'm thinking because that's part of what you want to do you want to relax your mind and not think about what you have to do tomorrow or next week or even in the next hour you know so that's one of the meditation and it's very i have to tell you meditation is probably one of the best things I've ever implemented in my life as far as building a healthy lifestyle because I've been meditating for over 10 years now and it has transformed my life. When I say transform my life, meaning like you can meditate to a state where you can feel your body just enter a higher level of thinking, meaning a more intense level of thinking where you are thinking beyond your your normal way of thinking. So you're you're entering like a spiritual realm where your thoughts become more intentional about things that you're trying to create and it will give you clarity and ideas for whatever it is that you're trying to create and it will help you to take the action to manifest whatever whatever it is that you're meditating about. So do you do it daily? Daily. I absolutely do it daily. And one of the things that I recommend is doing it early in the morning, anywhere from 6 to 9 a.m., because you just, uh-huh. you just woke up, you're still kind of, you know, in that relaxed state, or right before you go right. to bed. Right when you feel sleepy, okay. it's good to meditate, because now you're relaxed, you know, so right, right before you go to bed or very early in the morning is the best time to do meditation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there like a particular time frame you should aim for or no particular time frame would, as far as how well, long I you would should do it? Say, well, I would say for a beginner, somebody that's just starting, maybe try for like five minutes a day because you don't want to – you don't want to try to overexert yourself with something that you're not really used to doing and you don't want to feel like, okay, right. this is not working for me. Like you said, it's like, okay, I'm sitting here 20 minutes, nothing's happening. No, just try right. it for five minutes. Try for five minutes just to disconnect yourself from everything around you and everyone around you for five minutes. And just think about it as like this. I'm just silencing my mind. I'm not thinking about anything intentionally. I'm just silencing my mind and letting it do what it needs to do. So just think about it like that. I'm silent in my mind, and I'm just relaxing myself, and I'm just going to let myself relax, and I'm not going to, you know, force myself to think about anything. And once you start to enter it that way, and start for five minutes, and then you can do 10 minutes, and then you can do 20, and then you can do 30 minutes. So Start off with, like, small increments, and then it becomes easier as you do it. And I would recommend start off doing it once a day for five minutes, and you'll feel like mm-hmm. your whole body will feel so much different once you start doing it. You will. You'll mm-hmm. see a difference in how you feel. So that's one of the things I talk about. And also eating healthy, which is a big one, right, because oh, a lot of wow. people don't realize yeah. that. 
yeah, certain foods you put into your body, you know, makes you feel tired, makes you feel depressed, makes you feel stressed. Sugar is a big one that gives you the That's high my issue. Mood, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? So yes, you exactly. Feel, you be very careful with, with the foods that you're putting into your body and try to start planning your meals ahead because sometimes, like, if you're, like, a very busy person, it's like, oh, I don't have time. I just got to grab this on the go. And then it's like you're not really thinking about your, what you're eating. You're just eating. And so mm-hmm. you're putting all these things into your body that's just not really doing your body any justice. And one of the other big things um, that I share is getting your sleep. I know that's a big one for people. Let me ask you this. How many mm-hmm. hours sleep do you say you get in a, you know, in one, in one night? Um, okay, so recently we just – because we used to go to bed like 1 o'clock in the morning and get up like around 7. But we backed it up mm-hmm. to where we're usually in bed about about ten thirty, and then mm-hmm. we'll be up about seven. And okay, that's so. that's a little bit better. But my my issue is, I think sensory overload. I think where this meditation will come in is, I have when I go to sleep, I have a million things going on in my my mind because I work all mm-hmm. the way up until I go to bed. I don't have a time where I, I you know, slow it down. Where this is where I think probably meditation would fit in well for me at the end of the night to to, to bring myself down. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things too, Will, is because when you're a creative person, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Your mind is always thinking up another idea. Mm-hmm. You can't control exactly. it. It's part of it's part of your purpose. It's part of who you are. It's part of what makes mm-hmm. you tick. So that's why you can't like it's like you always have an idea. I'm gonna do this. And it and it comes. And that's a great mm-hmm. thing. But one of the things that that is very important is to maintain the balance, which is mind, body, and soul, and how to align the three so that you can you don't have to do as much um, action work and you can do more mind work because there's ways to meditate to manifest the things you want to manifest with less action if you really know how mm-hmm. to do it. Because exactly. it's really about the power of, like you said, with the vision boards. You know, all these three come into alignment. The key really is affirmations, speaking whatever it is that you want to create, speaking it out verbally, saying it to yourself, whatever it is that you want to create, having an affirmation, saying it every day. Two is visualizing visualizing what it is that you want and not just visualizing it, but one of the exercises that I teach in my master class is to visualize with the emotion tied to it, meaning how do you feel with this visualization? How does it feel to be in this place that you're trying to create? So if you were able to create everything you always wanted to create, how would you feel? And that's what you need to focus on because when you focus on the feeling, that's what's going to create the action for it to materialize. And it may not be as much action as you think. Sometimes Uh we, our intuition allows uh, us to see opportunities when they come because we are aligned. And when you are aligned, you You don't have to chase anything. You are attracted to everything to you. So for those of us who, you know, are still trying to make ends meet, you know, chasing material things, is that what you, is that some of your suggestions for that as well? Absolutely. You know what? We don't have to chase. Chase is, 
is something we've been taught, right? So if you've mm-hmm. been doing something the way you've been always been taught to do it, then you don't know another way to do it. So you've always been taught to work mm-hmm. hard, to get what you want, do this, mm-hmm. hustle, hustle, work two, three jobs. Listen, wealth is always about multiple streams of income. Don't get me wrong. To be wealthy, Amen. you have to have multiple <laughs> yeah. streams of income. But you have to learn how to connect the dots so that it makes sense. So if mm-hmm. someone comes to you and say, oh, I want you to be a part of this networking marketing company, and it's prepaid legal, but you like makeup, then the two don't match. You have to align right. yourself with what your mm. passion is. So if you are a makeup artist, then maybe Mary Kay would work for you. You have to mm-hmm. align with what works with what your passion is, what you love mm-hmm. to do, and then connect it with your skills, your talents, and your natural exactly. abilities. And I think, like you said, exactly. the hardest thing for people to do is to connect those dots because sometimes when you have gifts and talents, they're all over the place because you're good at this mm-hmm. and you're good at that and you're good at that too and you're good at this too. And you're like, well, I have this, mm-hmm. but there is a way, there is a way to align all your talents and gifts and natural abilities to generate an income from it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it takes the steps there. And that's one of the things I teach in this master class that I'm teaching, which is entitled Create the Life You Love. And it's really about aligning all these things that you already have. Like a lot of times they say, they talk about the secret. The secret, the secret to success is not really that far from you. And you want to know why? Because it's within you. Everything that you need to be successful, you already have inside of you. But the hardest part Mm. is to dig deep and find out what is that thing inside of me that I have that I can help or solve a problem for someone else. That's your success. It's right there in front of you. You don't have to go chasing a million things saying, why can't I be successful? Listen, if you're doing mm-hmm. something where you're giving, where you're giving and you're helping and you're serving, you will never have to worry about money. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I was giving a presentation. I told people to try to figure out, you know, what problem are you the answer to? And that will mm-hmm. help you figure out where you where you can build your business. So, yeah. I can absolutely agree with everything that you're saying. So tell me about this master class that you're having, Create the Life That You Love. Where, where so is this? Is this something? Mm-hmm. It's an online master class. Um, I'm doing a free live webinar on Thursday, which is January 31st at, 31st at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And people can go to my Facebook page, Georgia Woodbine, to register for the class. It's a free uh, webinar in the webinar is basically an introduction of what the class is about. Now, if they okay. decide to take the class, there is a fee for the class, but the master class that I'm doing the webinar, that's free. So they can okay. sign up for the webinar and they can, it's, it's live it's through zoom. So they can see me live and they could see that I'm doing a PowerPoint presentation. So I'm going to have some tips and tools in there that people could actually use and actually start implementing right now so 
they should register for the class because they're going to get a lot of information just from the class. And I mean, the, the webinar, you decide to take the class, then they will be able to do group coaching sessions with me once a week for every week for one hour. And I will be sitting down with them and helping them come up with ideas on ways that they can turn their passion into profit. Awesome. So we can talk about your book. What are, what are, what are, your books, and where can people get a copy of them as well? Well, they can get it from Amazon. It's in the bookstores, and they can also go to my website, which is www.georgiawoodbine.com. And one of the things, though, Will, I really want to, um, that I want to resonate with people is that everybody should have a mission statement for their life. And you hear mission statements okay. from companies and organizations and corporations, but as an individual, you should have a mission statement for your life. And I'll tell you why. When you have a mission statement for your life, you know your why. And so no matter what it is that you're attempting to do or that you want to create, you understand why you're doing it. So you're not running in 10 different directions trying to manifest whatever it is that you're trying to, to, to manifest or attract. So my mission statement is I, Georgia Woodbine, am here to empower, motivate, and inspire 1 million-plus people to change their mindsets to transform their life. So what does this mean? This means that everything that Georgia Woodbine is attached to is tied to my mission statement. So when people have a mission statement, it starts to align all the things mm-hmm. that you're trying to create in your life. And it will start to make more sense because now you can look back and say, oh, this is why I did that, or this is why I did mm-hmm. that. And then it will start all the different pieces of the puzzle will start to make sense to you. And it will also help you get rid of some of the junk in your life. So you will know when someone comes with you for an opportunity that doesn't align with your mission statement, exactly. it'll help you be able to make those choices as well. I like that. Exactly. I'm going to work on mine this week. I'm going to work on mine exactly. this week. I really, exactly. That's a great tip. Well, mm-hmm. Georgia, I have appreciated everything that you said, and I know my I'm, I know my listeners have as well. I appreciate you coming on the show. would definitely love for you to come back again. I'm going to let Cece know to definitely have you back on the show. Um, you've been quite a help for myself as well as my listeners. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you um, doing the show. And, you know, like I said, like you said, the the, the audience, they're going to get something from it. And once you're operating mm-hmm. in your passion, you don't have to worry about money. Just focus on your why and focus on what you're doing and why you're doing it, and everything else will fall into place. That's right. So this Thursday, January the 31st at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, um, you're having your free yes. webinar for Create the Life That You Love. And you said on right. Facebook, Georgia Woodbine, right? Yes, they can go to my Facebook page. The link is there for them to register. They can register and do the class. It's going to be for one hour. And like I said, it's going to be an hour that's going to change the way you look at things. And you know when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So they won't come in. They won't leave the way they came in. They're going to see things in a whole different light, the way that I presented to them. So I look forward to them participating on the webinar. Awesome, awesome. Well, Georgia, thank you so much again. I hope you have a good night. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a great night. You too, you too. All right. So that was Georgia Woodbine. We're going to take a quick break and come back with um, my announcements for next week. We'll be right back. You've been listening to 
let's face it, with Will Strayhorn and friends, we'll be right back. Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trapped. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... ...is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. You are now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Um, Good show. Very good show. I want to thank my guest, Shanika Bell, for being on the show. Um, Make sure that you tune into her show on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. Look up On Point with Shanika Bell on Facebook. And I want to thank my guest, Ms. Georgia Woodbine, for giving us those tips on creating the life that we love. Make sure you tune in next week from Ms. Andrea Hall. She's going to talk to us about, um, again, living our best life. Her passion is supporting people um, as they find the strength and the courage to move past obstacles, break unhealthy patterns, and shift perspectives to achieve their goals and biggest dreams. So um, I just want to tell everybody thank you and continue to pray for our country, pray for our world. Um, we're praying for Jesse Smollett as he recovers from that attack. And until next week, everybody, be blessed. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's show. I hope you get a chance during the week to visit our site at livewithwill.com for up-to-date show information, including exclusive opportunities and exciting upcoming interviews. Be sure to tune in next week, same place, same time, for another informative show of real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it, 